from NPM, the National Association of Pastoral Musicians. This is episode 122 of Ministry Monday. Ministry Monday is a weekly podcast about music, ministry, and liturgy, produced by the National Association of Pastoral Musicians, or NPM. What is NPM? NPM is a national association that fosters the art of musical liturgy. The members of NPM serve the Catholic Church in the United States as musicians, clergy, liturgists, and other leaders of prayer. For more information, go to npm.org forward slash join. Have a question? Email us anytime at ministrymonday at npm.org. Hello, and welcome to Ministry Monday. I'm your host, Amanda Bruce. Now, today as we begin, I usually have everything that I'm going to say written out pretty clearly, but today I'm going to improv, if you will, because this episode is a little bit different than some of the other episodes on Ministry Monday. And this episode in particular is very NPM-centric, if you will, and for very good reason. Today I get the chance to sit down and speak to Kathleen Haley, who is leaving the NPM National Office after serving us for 20 years. 20 years! And so I wanted to take a minute and share a little story I have of Kathleen. We're going to hear a lot of stories today, but I just thought it would be appropriate to preface it this way. The first time I met Kathleen, I was 19 years old, and I was at a regional convention because I had won an NPM scholarship for college. And I didn't know anyone. I was with my mother, who, as I've mentioned on the podcast before, is an NPM member. So I usually just stayed with her. But I saw this woman who had a crowd of people all around her. And there was like a receiving line to say hello to her. And my mother said, come on over. And she she kind of pushed me forward. And she said, wait in this line with me because we need to meet Kathleen. And I said, who's Kathleen? I didn't know. I mean, I was 19 years old. And she said, she is the director of membership services and you need to say hi to her. You need to meet her. And I didn't necessarily know what she meant at the time. But when I finally met her, she was so kind. She embraced me in a big hug right away. And I said, hi, you know, you don't know me. My name's my name's Amanda. And she said, of course I know who you are. And she gave me a big hug and congratulated me for the scholarship that I had won and said hello to my mother because she knew my mother out of from all the years at NPM. And that's just the spirit that I've always found of Kathleen. Kathleen makes you feel like you are the one and only person that she's ever known. She does that with all of us at the registration table when we arrive for national conventions. She does it when you call on the phone and begrudgingly say, Kathleen, I'm sorry, I forgot about my membership at LAPS last week. And she says, no big deal, let's do it right now. And she really always makes sure that you feel so special and so taken care of. And so that's what I hope to bring to today's episode. Kathleen is one of the only staff members from NPM's history that has worked for all four presidents of NPM in its time. She has seen a lot. She's talked to a lot of people. And today I get the chance to sit down with her and have a cup of coffee and hear about the memories that she holds dearest from her time with NPM, from conventions to phone calls to emails 
and all the different ways that we connect with her as members. So allow me to take this moment and thank her once more. And if you have a message that you would like to get to Kathleen, you can email it to Ministry Monday's email address anytime, and I'll be sure to relay it to her. The email address is ministrymonday at npm.org. And lastly, I recommend that you go to NPM's YouTube channel for the video version of this episode because you get a chance to look at the mugs that Kathleen and I used and get to see a more visual side of my time with Kathleen today. Okay. Hi, Kathleen. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. So I scheduled this time for us to sit down and have a little coffee talk, if you will. So uh, I brought my mug. Did you bring a mug? I brought my mug. <gasps> oh, good. I did too. Now, for those of you who are listening, um, can you share what, what your mug is so people will know? I can. It is a really big mug um, with a Maryland Terrapin on it because I am a proud Terp. I bleed Terp red. And I thought it was really appropriate to use this mug because this mug has sat on my desk and I've used it at NPM pretty much every day that I've been employed at NPM. So really? It's, yeah, it seemed like a really good thing to include in our little chat. It's a staple. It's an office staple. It is. That's it good. Really good. I brought mine. It's, I actually have a Tim Hortons mug. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why, but I just love this mug. It's nice and big. So. Well, that's key. Yeah. No, you're drinking yeah. tea or coffee, just lots of it. Yes. They, when they say one cup, they never specify how much. So no. yeah, there's our, there's our coffee of a cup, cup of coffee and tea. Perhaps somebody who's just listening will now have to um, turn on the video so that they can see <laughs> the mugs that we cannot stop talking about. That's correct. See, you're good. Kathleen, I didn't even prompt you to say that. You're just telling people to go to the NPM YouTube channel. <laughs> hey, it's, it's all part of our connection. That's right. That's right. Okay, so Kathleen, um, of course, I wanted to sit down and chat with you a little bit because, you know, at the time of this uh, recording, you are you, uh, you shared that you're, you're going to be moving on to a different chapter in your life um, after working for NPM for 20 years. Yeah. You, you have put up with us for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> and you all have put up with me for 20 years. <laughs> oh, that's not very hard to do. Uh, mm -hmm. So Kathleen, you know, when you started at NPM, what was the context? Where were you coming from? Why did you apply for the job? Well, it's a real Kathleen story. And anybody who's heard one um, might be um, hitting pause. Uh, but I didn't even know NPM existed until I saw an ad in the newspaper, because back then that's how you found new jobs, was you looked in the newspaper, and I found this really brief, I think it had three lines in it, uh, ad that said something about um, a Catholic music association, and they needed people to talk to the members, and uh, that was about it. I did, it didn't say the name of the organization, I had no idea who it was because I had never heard of it. And I remember thinking, because I had been looking for a job, I'd, I'd been at the same position for about six years and was ready to move on from that. I was working for another nonprofit. But I was looking and just reading every ad I could see. And I remember clearly thinking, Catholic music, talk to people. Well, I think that's my job. <laughs> And the strange thing is that um, 
I wouldn't, I didn't see the position advertised six months before that. If I had, I think I would have applied and I probably would have gotten it. But um, apparently there was a guy who was going to be the placeholder for me and he didn't know it and I didn't know it because right before I uh, got this position, um, my dad was really, really sick and he ended up passing away just a couple of weeks after I started at NPM. And honestly, I was able to have a lot of time with him in those months that I wouldn't have been able to have, no matter how generous the staff was about me being off. You know, you can't be off a lot when you're in a new job. And so I was able to be with my dad in his last months, which was really special. And I was on the Metro, which is the subway in Washington, DC. I had to run an errand and I got on the subway going the wrong way, which is very unlike me. And I thought, well, let me just read the ads today. I didn't usually read them during a weekday. And that's when I saw it. And if I hadn't gotten on the train going the wrong way and had extra time, I probably would never have read it. And it's just, I just, I've always thought that it was meant to be, that I was not meant to see it six months earlier. I was meant to see it then um, when there was somebody who wasn't working out and was going to move on. Um, And that I saw this ad and that it spoke to me. And that's how I got there. I had to call a friend who worked for a Catholic organization and say, hey, do you know anything about some Catholic music organization? (laughs) And she said, well, let me see what I can find out. And so she called me back and she said, yeah, it seems to be pretty legit. So um, it's, it's very sad that I didn't know about NPM. It's very, very sad. But it kind of goes along with the fact that at the time, my then parish didn't have a music director. So there wasn't anybody who was telling anybody else about NPM. So I took the job. And uh, my, my, my dad passed away very quickly after that. And the staff just really rallied around me because my own pastor was journeying with his father who was dying. And we weren't sure he was going to be able to celebrate the funeral liturgy. And so I went to Father Virgil Funk and I said, Virgil, I don't know if my pastor is going to be able to be there. And he says, he'll make it, he'll make it, he'll make it. But, you know, I want him to be with his dad would you be willing to celebrate this funeral liturgy? And he said, yes, absolutely. And I said, but would you be willing to just step back if my pastor's able to be there? So would you be prepared, but step back? And he said, yep, absolutely. And then the staff was just so wonderful. I mean, Gordon Truitt prepared the worship aid. You don't remember we didn't have a music director. It was just all very willy nilly. And Paul Lagoy photocopied it and the whole staff came to the funeral and it was just amazing. And so when I say I was really welcomed and brought into the family, I mean, I was really brought right into the family and we had, uh, we had an immediate connection and it's, it's, it's pretty rare is what I'm finding. You know, I just thought that was how everybody got their job. That was what everybody had when they got to their job and how things proceeded but NPM is a pretty special place. It is. And I, I've always had that sense of community too, just as a member, um, both on a local and the national level. But you're right. It's nice that it translated to a staff environment too. It really did. It really, really did. Mm-hmm. Of course, it was a really strange place to work physically 
The building was a house that had been converted into offices, 225 Sheridan Street in Washington, DC. And it was a little run down. It was well loved. What other, you know, euphemisms can I, can I <laughs> use for the fact that it was in pretty bad shape. And uh, oh my goodness, we had um, circuit 13 that we joked about for a long time because one of the circuits in the circuit board in the basement would flip, would trip all the time. And when you were working, you had to save your work early and often because you never knew when the power was going to go off oh, and you were going to lose everything on your computer. Oh my goodness. It was just crazy. Circuit 13. So um, we were really happy when we, um, when we got out of the house and got into an actual office environment. Um, yeah. And the house has been renovated and is gorgeous and beautiful and is a home now. Um, I went through it when they had an open house and it's just gorgeous. But back then there were some problems. Um, we shared, let's see, there were um, about 13 of us on staff and we had two AOL accounts and we were split and half of us were on the one and half of us were on the other and there were sub accounts. And so you could never be using email when somebody on your side was on email. So we would yell out, anybody on email? <laughs> say, yeah i am but you can have it in three minutes or something like that it was crazy it was absolutely crazy um but but fun to think about now now that we live with email on our phones all the time mm -hmm. all the time it's crazy to think that in 2000 i was in an office and couldn't be on email except when everybody else was off <laughs> Crazy. Think, yeah, things have definitely changed in the 20 years that you started NPM. <laughs> I sure have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. This podcast wouldn't have existed, actually, you know? I mean, so much has changed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's take a minute and let's kind of transition a little bit and let's talk about some of the NPM highlights, if you will. So, of course, you know, Kathleen, everyone, anyone, who's been to an NPM convention knows you because you are the greeter. You are the person that everyone sees and gets their information from. But, you know, whether it was from a convention or otherwise, what are some of like the highlights or memories that come to mind over your 20 years? Well, I wish I could forget one memory, which is at a convention when somebody brought me a tiara, a little plastic pink feathered tiara um because they started saying that i was you know npm's princess you know <laughs> and so somebody brought me a tiara and people uh, people wanted me to wear it and i wore it for a whole week and boy i was really ready for that to to go away <laughs> and uh it so there are some memories i'd like to forget um, but gosh there are a lot um one thing that comes to mind is when we were in Detroit for a convention and the power went out in the convention center because it was out in half of the city. It wasn't just the convention center, it was half the city. And we were on Saturday before the convention was to start on Monday, we were scrambling, trying to figure out a plan B, a plan C. Um, 
which I guess was maybe good practice for when we had to change um, to a virtual convention this year. <laughs> had a little bit of experience with what are we going to do if we can't be in this building. Mm -hmm. um, it was hot. I remember how incredibly hot it was because, of course, there was no air conditioning because the power was out. And I was training the registration volunteers in the lobby of the convention center so that we could be near the windows so that we had the sunlight coming in so that we could see each other. But that just meant it was all the hotter because we had the sunlight coming in and it was just crazy. And um, about half of the power came back on before the convention started. So we were able to go ahead and do that. And then the rest of it came on by the end of the first day. I want to say it for the first day. But what an amazingly, jarringly hard thing to go through that everybody kept saying, we're going to laugh about this someday. Yeah, but not, not today. <laughs> <laughs> and now we can laugh about it because it was crazy. It was, it was so hot. I just remember it was like my face was, was raining. It was so hot. It was so mm. horrible. But but that's a memory. That's a memory. Um, yep. I remember my first convention in Parsippany, New Jersey was a regional. We still had regional conventions then. And I didn't know where the light switch were, what light switches were yet. I mean, I was really still figuring out what was up, what was down. And so I got there late on Sunday night and uh, I was with Lisa Tarker in the bar having a martini when I said to her, you know, Lisa, I'm really not entirely sure what I'm supposed to be doing here. And she said, okay, well, let's figure that out, which is what Lisa did. She figured things out. So she grabbed a cocktail napkin and a pen and she started thinking, okay, well, you should go to this. You should go to the news ed board meeting and you should go to the the committee for chapters, which was then called the council chapters meeting. And you're going to need to help set up the booth and you need to go by registration. And she's telling me all these things. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, how am I supposed to do all of this? I didn't know I was supposed to do all that because it had been such a hectic time. And, um, and we just really hadn't ever gotten around to sitting down and saying, this is what you're going to do with the convention. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was kind of great of Lisa, and she even gave me a little schedule, said here I'd spend 15 minutes here and then go here for 20 minutes, and that's what I did. And I sat in on the Muse Ed board meeting, the Music Educators Division, and that's where Sister Kate Hendel was, was leading uh, that, at that point in time. And so I introduced myself and said a little bit about how I'd gotten there and how at home I already felt and that I was planning to stay for a while. And because there had been several membership directors in the previous year, Sister Kate turned to the person, um, Dennis Rubicki, who was taking minutes and said, did you get that and put that in the minutes? She's not going anywhere. And he said, I've got it right here. So I knew right then and there that it felt like a good fit that I was going to be here for a while. And in fact, I have been for 20 years now. And, um, and that was a really great start. Um, it was a, a, a foreshadowing, uh, a harbinger of what was to come, A, drinking in the bar. Of course, naturally. Naturally. Um, and then trying to fit in to a very brief convention, a lot of stuff, which is one of the, one of the 
challenges of an NPM convention is that there's a plethora of good things to do and that no one person can do it all. And that's, um, that's what was so great about this year. And so I've got a really good memory of this year is, wow, people are, are still, as we speak, um, I don't know when this will air, but you know, mm -hmm. as we speak, people are still able to get to the convention platform. Mm -hmm. And that is amazing because they would never be able to do everything at a previous convention because there just wasn't time and things conflicted. And now people can watch the same thing that's happening, you know, as, as something else at their own convenience. So it was, it was a great first convention. I met a lot of people that I'm still really good friends with right then and there at the beginning. And, uh, and it's just a really warm memory. Those are nice. And of course, conventions always bring lots of memories, you know, and I'm sure it's, it's funny too, by the way, that you remember the temperature for one of the, uh, mm -hmm. one of the conventions. I remember the, the heat or the cold sometimes based on the air conditioning mm -hmm. from a lot of conventions. So there's definitely a physical experience we remember from certain. There really is. There really is. Yeah. I remember missing what was supposed to be my first national convention. We were alternating regional and nationals mm -hmm. at that point. And um, I'd been there for about a year and we were having a pretty big celebration in 2001 in Washington, DC. Virgil Funk was retiring. And um, so there was a lot of pomp and circumstance. And uh, about a month before the convention, I woke up in the middle of the night in extreme pain and at the emergency room found out that I had uh, I had a tumor on my kidney. And so I needed to have surgery to have this tumor removed. And I was like, well, can't you just do a biopsy? Well, no, because of where it is, it needs to, um, to be excised. And they had me prepare for the fact that they might take the kidney because uh, depending on how it was positioned, you know, it might be easier to do that. And you can live with one kidney. And so uh, a week before the convention, I was in the hospital having surgery and I missed my, my first national convention. Wow. And I was so disappointed because I was going to meet all kinds of people again. Um, but it wasn't meant to be. So my first convention national, my first national convention was 2003 in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's, it, I, I, I could tell you 20 memories from, every hour of every convention and it's it's really most of them are hysterical some of them are <laughs> kind of crazy and some of them are i don't know how to classify them but yeah um they're really they're really amazing experiences mm -hmm. so if you are listening to this or watching this and you haven't been to an npm convention get thee there because <laughs> I have heard so many people say that um, that they met dear friends, life who people who became lifelong friends at an NPM convention, and it was either in a breakout room or sitting on the couch in the lobby and just chatting about, "Oh, really? You did that? How'd you handle that? What should I do about this?" You know, I mean, that's what an association is: people associating with each other. And NPM members are so generous with their time and their talent and their treasure. And they just want to, they just want to share all that and soak it up from other people. Yep. Yep. 
Okay, so as we wrap up our time together, or I should just say our recorded time together, because we're just going to keep chatting and sitting and talking. But after uh, our recording today, uh, my, my last question to you is, of course, something that we've heard already in the office several times, and it's, Kathleen's leaving. Does that mean I'm never going to see her again? Or what's next for her? You know, they, they, they want to know what's, what's going on. So can you give us sure. a little bit of an idea of what your next steps are going to be? I can. And thank you for asking. First of all, you can't get rid of me that easily. <laughs> I'm a bad and I'll keep turning up. And my own personal NPM membership is paid through 2022. Um, you know, I was just online one day and I'm like, well, I might as well just do this. <laughs> so, um, so A, I will continue to be an NPM member and, um, and maybe I'll see everybody at a convention and I'll be out on the couch in in the hallway or maybe i'll jump in behind the registration and be volunteer but um hopefully i'll see you all again because i love npm and i am leaving the staff but i'm not leaving npm i am feeling called to something new and i'm stepping out on faith just a little bit um not knowing entirely what that's going to look like but knowing that I am being called to something new, to learn something new. Um, I've had a lot of stuff happen in my own personal life, which I'm, you're thankful and I'm sure that I'm not gonna go, in, <laughs> go off on that tangent. I've had a lot of stuff happen in my personal life in the last year or two that has me just sort of pondering, what is it that I can do? And it's very easy, and I think a lot of people will relate to this, to think, well, this is all I can do because this is all I've been doing for a long time. And it, it seems very clear to me in my thinking and in my praying, in my prayer life, that there's something God's calling me to do and that I'm supposed to learn and grow in some new areas. And I have some thoughts on that. And, and so I can't share exactly where I'm going, um, you know, that I'm going to X job, but it's all good. It's all good. And it's a very positive thing that I think it's going to, I don't know what it's going to look like, but I know it's going to be okay. And I just have such a sense of peace about it that uh, my family, my, my siblings think I'm nuts. You know, like, really? Really? You're leaving a good job? You're leaving a really good job? I am. Um, but I will remain an NPM member. I'm a member of my local chapter. I think I'll actually maybe get to go to some of the local chapter events now. <laughs> it would be really, really nice. I haven't been able to do very many of those. Um, so I will be around. And it, like I said, you just can't get rid of me that, that, that easily. Well, I, I want you to get rid of me. I want to be here. And we want you here. We still want you here. And you know what? You're right. We kind of, maybe we'll have a new experience with you in that you'll be sitting next to us in the showcase. You'll be sitting next to us at Convention Eucharist, not having to run because there's a fiasco or a fire you have to go put out. So. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just have to tell you one more memory. Okay. Um, I always had to leave the convention Eucharist early because we needed to secure the collection right? and then count it and get it, you know, locked up um, to get to the bank the next day. Yeah. And that wonderful convention in Detroit where we uh, had no power 
for a while. Um, there was a really great volunteer um, in registration who knew somebody who was a retired military officer who had his own security company and arranged for security to take us from the locked room where we were counting the money to a car, to the hotel, to the safety deposit box, all of that. Wow. And I'll never forget that the instructions were, you're going to walk ahead of me. And we were carrying it in convention bags, all of this money in convention bags, because then we didn't look out of place. And he said, and if anything happens, just simply follow my instructions and I will blunt the attack. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I will blunt the attack. Um, but anyway, I did have to leave the Eucharist early because of the collection. And I was always so sad about that. So maybe I will sit through a whole convention Eucharist <laughs> through every last verse of the closing, listen to the postlude, all of it, everything. Good. Everything. You can, you can now. Yeah. Well, you know, listening, you know, if anyone that's a pastoral minister in any way is listening to this, I am sure they validate your feeling right now internally that God is, is stirring something up in you. God is, my mom always says, God sees around every corner. And right now you're, you're feeling to, to go in that corner. You don't know what it is yet, but we all know from our experiences that, you know, like you said, God's putting the spirit in you and you are going to find where you need to serve next. Which is really part of how I came to NPN was I knew it was time to leave my previous job, and I said, God, I know I can serve you wherever I am, but I'd really like my faith to be more central to my day. So will you give me some um, guidance and wisdom on how to, how to make that happen? Amen. <laughs> it was a pretty short prayer, but um, it, there's a very similar feeling, like I'm going to something just can't see around the corner. Oh, your mom is really smart. <laughs> I know. I'll tell her that you said that. Okay. Well, um, well, you know, we're going to keep chatting right now, but uh, let me raise my glass to you, my friend. Congratulations on 20 years of putting oh. up with us. Oh, um, I, I speak for everyone who's listening that we will pray for you in your next steps. And uh, we look forward to seeing you with your own name badge on. <gasps> yes. <Yay. laughs> As with you getting your own stickers, you know, on your name badge. Yep. And uh, us sitting next to you at Convention Eucharist. Yeah, that sounds great. I'll see but you there. Thanks so much to Kathleen for her many years of service to the organization and for the many more memories we will have with you as an NPM member alongside you. Our prayers go with you as you follow God's will for you. Again, if you want to reach out to Kathleen with a message or memory, you can email her directly 
at Haley, H-A-L-E-Y, at npm.org. Or I can get the message to her via NPM's other email for Ministry Monday, ministrymonday at npm.org. Our recording of Lead Kindly Light was produced by World Library Publications. Our theme music was written and produced by Aaron Schaus. Today's episode was produced by me, Amanda Bruce. That's it for today. With the Spirit's gifts empowering us for the work of ministry, thanks for listening. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here next Monday.